Welcome to episode number 47 of Ask Alika. Hello, Jason. Hello. Welcome again. And mate, we're going to be doing part two of influencer marketing, but we're going to be focusing on B2B mm. influencer marketing. Yep. So I'm going to ask you the questions this week. Bring it on, my Bring friend. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Cool. All right. Yeah. Last week, spoke about quick recap Instagram, B2C, lots of direct brand selling sort of content. This week, B2B, how is it different? Yeah, okay, so the audience is different. Yep. B2B, you're talking to business owners, CEOs, CFOs in my industry, marketing managers of companies. Um, but really, you're talking to white collar professionals, and a lot of them are business owners. If you were to summarize it, mm-hmm. and of course, it will change from industry to industry. But you're not, unlike B2C, you're not, you know, talking to mum and dads, um, you know, the single lady that works at a hairdresser. Like, it's, it's, it's very professional, very corporate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the audience is different. Yeah. Uh, what's the best way that you reach these people? Yeah, great question. So, so really, like, it's where the attention is. Mm-hmm. And I've spent years trying to figure that out mm-hmm. because B2B is quite different from B2C in terms of the channels that you choose. So, yeah. the attention for B2B, local B2B in Perth anyway, is LinkedIn. Yeah. So, a lot of the professionals are on LinkedIn and not just where the attention is, but I think the context is really important. Like, when people are on LinkedIn, they're in the frame of mind where they want to connect with other business people to do business Mm. whether that's buying your product or whether that's teaming up when people are scouring linkedin like you know one of the things that they are thinking in their mind is i want to do business with someone so i think linkedin is really great but having said that we we do use a lot of facebook and Mm -hmm. instagram and that for b2b marketing as well that does work because the, your audience still uses Facebook, for example. Like a CEO, just because he's a CEO, will still use Facebook yeah. to look at family yeah. pics and connect with their friends. So, if you can get in front of him on Facebook, it's still good. Yeah. I do find that LinkedIn, I've had more success because it's – I've had more direct success with LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but I still think there's a big place for Facebook and, yeah. and some of the other channels. Would you say that when you're um, targeting people through LinkedIn, they're on LinkedIn during business hours as opposed to Instagram or Facebook, they're generally on it after hours? I reckon it's both, man. <laughs> like, I've tested this and, and um, I get a lot of engagement even at night as well. People mm-hmm. are still checking their LinkedIn. Wow. So, it's almost like from morning, from 7.30 a.m. all the way through 10.30 p.m. Yeah. or 11 p.m., people are still using LinkedIn yeah. and I'll be getting like notifications and messages and stuff well into the night Mm -hmm. and I think business people like you know they work hard (laughs) so right now after maybe they put the kids to bed or whatever yeah they're just surfing their phone and and that's what I do yeah it's really interesting it's cool so what would your what's your key objective um with LinkedIn I think I think for us like it's it's business development first and foremost like getting leads so that I can make money Mm. like getting leads and a sale um and I've and you know I've gotten like direct direct sales. I've probably gotten over a hundred grand in the last uh, ten months, mm. nine months from LinkedIn. Definitely. And then if you, yeah, and then if you're talking about indirect, <clears throat> probably a million. You know, like, yeah. Because because of the activity on LinkedIn and because it's good content I'm pulling putting out there and I'm engaging with people. I'll go to a networking function and 
people just know me and they become warmer leads. So in yeah. terms of direct um, sales, I've actually got over a hundred grand. And in terms of indirect, you're probably looking at over a million mm. in the last ten to twelve months. Yeah. So I think the um, the ROI is amazing. So for me, it's sales. Um, but for other people, it might be different. It might be a podcast subscription. You know, mm-hmm. it might be newsletter signups. Yeah. It might be collaboration. Some people just want to collaborate with other people. Yeah, just network. Yeah, or some yeah. people just want to build their network, mm. which will eventually lead to more sales. So yeah. it is different for for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Would you say you've got to have a clear a clear goal yeah. as to what you're doing straight I th- away? I think the first thing is to be really, really, really clear, and I yeah. think that's why my strategy has been successful um, because from the start I was like. I don't really want to just build my network mm. because I already have a great network and doing that in its own, it's kind of pointless. Like at the end of the day, I'm still a businessman. I've got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. I actually want to make money. Like I want to make sales. Mm. So from the start, it was like, I want to make sales, whatever that's going to do, whatever I need to do to get that, uh, I will do that. And so brand building and network building and all that stuff is part of making the sale. So very yeah. being very clear. And some people, like I was looking at uh, this other guy who was talking about his strategy is not to actually get the direct sale. He will he he has an overall objective to get a sale, but he uses his social to to actually get followers. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing, and YouTube followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone asked the guy like, why why? And he goes because. I'm building that brand equity on YouTube. Mm. And he goes, the people on YouTube, they will watch his videos for longer than if they watch it on other channels. So he yep. focuses on YouTube and his whole strategy is, I want to get m- as much followers as I can on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I have that brand equity over a period of years, then eventually I'm going to be able to sell to them. Yeah. So he's he's got a different strategy from me. I'm a bit more direct. Mm. So yeah, it's interesting. I think I think you really have to be clear on what you want. Yeah, and you mentioned your network. Now, your LinkedIn followers are mostly Perth-based and that's your target audience yeah. for a reason. How do you keep growing your audience and keep engaging them without boring them? Yeah, and that's a great question. So, for me, I have, I mean, we talk about this all the time, Jason, like mm. content pillars, like having a content pillar to frame things around. So, our content pillar is the podcast. So, a lot of our content comes with the podcast. So, because our podcast strategy is quite varied, like every like today we're talking about influencer marketing for B two B. Next week we might talk about event marketing. The week after that we might talk about SEO. The week after that we might interview someone who's a business yeah. person. So the podcast content's quite mixed and quite varied, but it's yeah. still in the area of entrepreneurship and marketing. Yeah. Therefore, my LinkedIn content is going to be quite varied naturally. So the answer to the question is naturally we vary our content to keep it interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's not a it's not a lot more work to do that because, you know, I'm, I don't want to talk about the same thing every week anyway. It's boring for me. Mm. So my mind is constantly thinking of different things and researching different things and trying different things. Naturally, it's quite easy for me yeah. to talk about yeah. different content. Uh, and then the other thing is, um, trying different types of content delivery. Like mm. we, you know, like I've tried video, I've tried still pictures, I've tried selfies and, um, constantly mixing it up. And yep. I do find it fun. And because I find it fun, it's easier for me to do. Yep. That's yeah. good. What do you think your followers or your network expect from you? They expect funny, mm-hmm. entertaining, and um, a little bit out there. Yeah. I think that's what they expect now. Yeah. In fact, I'll go to like networking functions. I'll have 
you know, lunch with business people or whatever. And they're always asking about what's the next post. <laughs> yeah. And, and that they always want another song. Yeah. Because I've good. used, so- I use songs quite a bit in my yeah. uh, content strategy. Yeah. And so they're expecting songs mm-hmm. and they're wanting songs. Uh, and they're also expecting other kind of funny videos. Yeah. Um, they're not really expecting educational videos, mm-hmm. but educational videos, I find they probably bring the most kind of direct kind of leads. So I did an educational video recently and, and I got invited to tender for a pretty big job. Yeah. Um, and I find that they, even though then they don't get as much reach or even engagement, they can actually, they will actually get you leads. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. And that's good. And so if people are expecting you like funny videos, your sort of more authentic content, how do you connect with those people? So you've got their attention, but how are you going to connect with them? Yeah. So I connect with them. So the content itself is so cool. Like for example, the video I did of, um, <coughs> excuse me, of a song that I did. So I did the Sean, I, I redid the Sean Mendes. I, I'll treat you better. Yeah. I can treat you better song. I, I changed, still have that stuck in my head sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point. I changed <laughs> the words to be about how I will treat you better as an agency, as a digital provider. I will treat you better than your current provider because yep. I'm just a better person. Mm-hmm. Right? Wrote the song, changed the words and people loved it. Like it went crazy. Yeah. Um, and sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> so how are you going to connect with them? So you got their attention? Yeah. How are you so, pulling them in? <laughs> sorry, mind blank. <laughs> ADD, my blank. So then got their attention through that. Yeah. Great piece of content. Um, and then people started posting like crazily on it, on, mm. a, uh, on my LinkedIn, for example. And I would respond to every single one. Like, That's important. I'd like and respond. So I do say to people that you have to respond. And mm-hmm. if you don't, it's a little bit rude. Yeah. Um, it's like saying hi. It's like someone saying hi to you and you don't say hi back. Mm, okay. That's how I see it. That's yeah. how serious I take it. That's good. And I will literally panic if I forget to. Yeah. If I realize I forget to respond to someone. So I connect with them and then I have conversations, ongoing conversations with some of the people in there uh, who want to keep the conversations going. We might go private and have a conversation. Yeah, that's we'll good. Build relationships. Yeah, so I've got a few relationships with people on LinkedIn. And the, also the awesome thing with LinkedIn is that it's very, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, great piece of content, gets engagement, you respond to people's comments, but then you continue conversations with certain people. Uh, and then what happens is that you can even strike like these unwritten agreements where they will like your content and comment on your content if you do it to theirs. Oh, yeah. So, going forward, I mean, you know that. You do yeah. that on Instagram, right? So, then going forward, like, you just cross-promote each other's content. Yeah. And LinkedIn works and, I mean, you know how it is. Like, LinkedIn works um, like this. Like, if somebody, you know, likes and comments on your content, then their people will see your content and then you'll get more reach. Yeah. Um, so, that's really important. Mm. So, I do a lot of that and I need to do more. Yeah. What would you say your like biggest lessons were from your content? Oh man, like the generic content is not great. Like, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, like generic content where you're, I used to talk a lot, a lot about business, mm. but not necessarily sell what I'm doing or yeah. talk about what my industry is. Yeah. So I remember talking to Janine Leaf, who's a really um, big LinkedIn influencer, <laughs> influencer in LinkedIn. Yeah. She's a financial advisor slash broker and she um, she crushes it on LinkedIn. She's got 22,000 followers mm. plus. Yeah, heaps. heaps of engagement. One, one, com- one post will get 400 likes and 100 comments. Um, and so, she told me, I asked her what her advice was and she said, 
And she said, man, you just need to be talking about what you do, mm. your industry, educate people on your topic. Yeah. Your topics, which is digital marketing. Yeah. She goes, don't beat around the bush. Like, don't make it too generic. And so, I did that and mm. it worked. Yeah. So, before I was getting like heaps of reach and even good engagement from the business, generic content. Yeah. But people don't know what you do. Yeah. So, they can't, that, it won't turn into a lead. So, going back to your objective, your, your objective is a lead. You've got to be pretty be pretty direct yeah. with your content. Yeah. So then I started doing more educational content and it's been working. Yeah. And even the I'll treat you better video, which yeah. I did, which got me like four leads or five leads. I mean, that was about digital marketing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you, oh, actually, no, I'll ask that question next. But going back to what Janine said, to be specific to your industry, were you, uh, initially afraid to sort of make yourself more niche or like what sort of challenges did you have when you had to change your direction? Yeah. So the challenge is, um, it's, it, sometimes it's not as fun. Mm. Like I love business more than I love even the topic of digital marketing. Like I love digital marketing, but only because it creates business. Yeah. So talking about business, generic business stuff, I could talk about that all day. Mm -hmm. You know, I could make funny videos about it. I could, um, write poems about, about it. it. I could sing about it. It's <laughs> actually rap, a lot easier. Do rap about it. You do rap about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually wrote a few raps. I've actually got a few raps in my iPhone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's not going to get you the dough. That's not going to get you the yeah. business. Whereas digital marketing, <laughs> when you're talking about that, it will. But the, the challenge is, yes, I find it exciting, but it's not as easy to quickly, you know, get the content out. Mm -hmm. So, that's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. How did you um, like bubble wrap your ego the first time you uploaded a singing video? Bubble wrap ego? Oh, man. As in, like, like, how did you stop yourself being self-conscious about it and being like, I'm just going to put yeah. it out there. It's there. I'm proud of it. No matter if it comes I think, up. I think just looking at the end goal, we're just going, yeah. look, my objective is to make money. Yeah. Right. And I'll do whatever. Yeah. I don't care if people love the video or they hate the video. And like, I'm 35 now, so I'm kind of over that stage of what people think. Yeah. Like, if you got me at 25, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. And then, and then if people hate it, I'll be crying in yeah. the corner. Yeah. Fetal position. <laughs> and if people love it, I'll get a huge head and think yeah. I'm, I'm amazing. Yeah. And now I'm at the point where I don't, I don't care at all. Like, I'm just securing myself. Yeah. Business is already doing well. Yeah. Kind of doing it more for fun, if anything. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. What's your measure of success on a post then? Is that like a hundred likes or obviously a lead is perfect, but superficially, if yeah. I, like, what do you, when you look at a post, like, yep, that one did well. What's yeah. And your, that's the thing. Like, you're not, it's not always about direct leads. Like mm. I keep saying this to people, I've got hundred grand in 10 months, right? Plus more coming, but it would be very narrow minded for me to measure the success of a post just from a lead. That's actually yeah. the wrong way to look at it. Yeah. You've got to look at it over a span of like, at least a year when yeah. you get it in for it. I, 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 I see more than reach. I mm. actually see engagement as the indicator, like mm. how many people are liking and commenting. Commenting yeah. is probably the ultimate where people, if they really, really like something and appreciate something, they're going to comment. Yeah. And so, I know if something's done well, if I get awesome engagement. Yeah. And I'm actually more interested in that than the reach. Yeah. If you can get both. Awesome. But yeah. if you can get one, probably the depth, which yeah. is uh, engagement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a simple answer. Engagement. Yeah. I'm the same. If I, <laughs> like, I consistently crack at least, like, a 1,200 likes. So, every time I see a 1,000, I'm like, yes, did it again. <laughs> that's awesome. But then when I see more comments, like, if I see 20 comments, I'm like, oh, that's okay. But then I see 50 or more, I'm like, yes, yeah. this is, like, 
this it's is what I want. more, isn't it? Yeah, so much more. And I think for people looking, you know, that are aspiring to be influencers or they just want, you know, to get a bit more interesting and grow their accounts and things, that's what they're looking at too is like, wow, they have so many comments, which is so much more yeah. valuable. You know, um, I've known people to have 20,000 Twitter followers, 50,000 Twitter followers or mm. whatever, but like hardly any engagement. Yeah. And then we talk about well, over the past two years, what business has it brought in? Mm. Like nothing. Yeah. I'm like, if you're not doing it just for fun, then why, why would yeah. you be doing it? Yeah. Cool, if that's your return. Yeah, exactly. So engagement is really important. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what are some tips for people wanting to become influencers in the B2B space? Firstly, like be specific about your objective. Like what are you actually doing? Yeah. That sounds like an easy question, but for me it was pretty no, it's clear. hard. It, yeah, it's yeah. actually hard, isn't it? Yeah. And you get lost, I think. Like you get caught up in the numbers game. Yeah. Like, oh, I should be getting, I should have 20,000 followers. Mm. Even I, you know, I think, oh, I should have. And I'm like, why? Yeah. What's your objective? Is it yeah. just to get followers for the sake of it? So if your objective is purely followers, that's fine. Strategy would be completely different. Yeah. It'll be all about reach and not about engagement or leads. Yeah. So I think being very clear, is it subscriptions to the podcast? Mm-hmm. Is it subscriptions to your blog? What is it? Mm. And then the second thing is, um, look, be no matter what your objective is, I think being real, don't yep. sound like a robot. So, you know, like there's a lot of stuff on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat at the moment where you've got a person talking to the camera and it's, they sound like a robot. Yeah, they're afraid. They're afraid and yeah. they're reading off a script and people just switch off. You're not real. People, humans want vulnerability. They want honesty and transparency and someone to like not be afraid of being themselves. Yeah. So I think I tell people like if you if you like if you're an urban type person, then be that person. If you're a hipster, be the hipster. Mm. If you are corporate, then be corporate. Just be honest. So that's number one. Number two, like I talked about this before, educational videos talking about your topic. Yeah. Whether it's um, you know manufacturing, whether you're an accountant, lawyer. Do more of that. Mm-hmm. It really allows people to see you as the authority. Yeah. Um, keep it short and snappy. Educational blog articles are also quite good. I think so. I, th- I think I think they're underrated. Yes. You know what I mean? I think so too. I actually enjoy looking at LinkedIn articles sometimes. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. And like, I think, yeah. Like I'm not a big LinkedIn user and I'll connect with everyone that's in my immediate circle. So it was like you and other people at work. Mm. Um, but then other people outside of work, it's all just things I'm interested in industry related. <laughs> and that's how I gain a lot of like insights into other things is I just see what they're posting and check out the articles and stuff. And I like when LinkedIn articles aren't too long because then it's sort of like a blog post. It's a, they try to find line between a blog and an article. Um, so yeah, I think people under like they don't appreciate the value of a LinkedIn article as much as they should. I agree. Yeah. And I think um, with blog articles, especially LinkedIn blog articles, I don't know. I don't know the exact stats in front of me to back it up, but I do think that um, you 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 might not get as much reach as a video, mm. but the people that do look at your content, they're going to read a lot of your article. They're going to get more out of it, so you get yeah. more depth. Yeah, uh, and that can, can lead to some really good business. So an example, like my insurance agent mm-hmm. friend. Like yeah. insurance and it's business insurance. Yeah. Not even B2C, it's B2B. So his target audience is like people in the construction industry, construction CEOs, you know, whatever. And he shared an article, he didn't even write the article, he shared an article on mm-hmm. construction insurance or construction contracts or something, what to look out for in construction contracts. Um, 
And he got, he actually won like a 200 grand job yeah. from that, you know, from that Crazy. post. And it was a share. Yeah. One click. One click, yeah. And uh, yeah, the guy, a guy actually in the constru- owned a construction company actually reached out to him from that. So yeah. We've got to catch up. Got off for a coffee. It turned into a 200 grand sale, not a yeah. lead, sale. Yeah. And that's from blogging on LinkedIn. Yeah. So you can imagine if you consistently do it and you become really good at it and you build a following and you do all the other things that you're supposed to do, mm. you can generate some good business out of it. Yeah. Especially if you're in a dry, people say, oh, but it's a dry industry. Mm. I'm like, the drier the industry, the better actually. Yeah. Because the more you can stand out. Yeah, exactly. It's when your authentic content comes into play, really. Yeah. Like we yeah. have the advantage as marketers as being able to create awesome videos that are pretty and this and that and fancy. Mm. But there's so much noise out there. Yeah. It's hard for us to stand out. Yeah, so, exactly. I say to people, if you're in a dry industry, embrace it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's your advice. But what about expectations? What should people expect <coughs> from wanting to become an influencer in B2B space? Expect it to take time. Yeah. And to, to really hustle. Yeah. And to make it take the time to make it work. So, I mean, I always get the people, like a lot of people want to build great businesses and do really well online and have leads come to them instead of them having to door knock all the time. Mm-hmm. And I say to them, you need to spend, if you really want to do it, first of all, pay me yeah. <laughs> to help. Yeah. You. And then if you want to do it faster, you want to get faster results, spend two to three hours a day or one to three hours a day yeah. engaging with people. Yeah, teaming up with people. And that's just commenting, people. liking. Yeah. Small, like you commenting, don't need to be posting, just commenting, liking. And that's what you do on Instagram. Yeah. And that's how part of the reason why you succeeded, part of the reason why I'm succeeding. Mm. And um, I just find that people don't want to do that. No. But the thing is, if you do that for, say, two to three years, the brand equity you build yeah. after two to three years, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And the things you can do with your brand... And the effectiveness of what you can sell through your brand at that point yeah. is phenomenal. So, the work doesn't increase. Like, it actually decreases. What you have to do decreases. But the first two to three years, I reckon, if people can just hustle and spend that time every day, like, it gets easier after a while. Mm-hmm. The initial bit's always hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I suppose it's kind of people get a bit discouraged after six months or so. They haven't seen any growth or any le- no leads are in the door, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They might expect too much too soon. I think people expect too much too soon. Yeah. And, um, and also, like, there's a book that Seth Godin wrote called The Dip. Mm. And it's this thing where you start something, you start a project, could be a podcast or could be SEO, could be this stuff, influencer marketing. And then people get really excited at the start. They do it for three to four months and then it gets hard, set back, and then they give up. Yeah. And it's almost like at, at the tipping point, right, it's when people give up. Yeah. Whereas if they just push through for another couple of months, they'll be able to see some traction. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's so, where you learn your lessons. That's where you learn your lessons. Yeah. And if you just push, like just imagine you know, on Instagram, if you gave up in the first six months mm. and, and look at you now, like how much you've grown. Yeah. Well, it's just um, the money. Like imagine all the money I wouldn't have made. That's my, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, damn. You just lost out because you yeah. couldn't handle that pressure of the first four months yeah unrealistic expectations yeah and after like you said a couple of years it like the work that you do in engagement time yeah decreases it does yeah it's like, easier and like i'm probably in a bit of a dip myself because well from organization yeah. dip yeah is yeah. that i don't i used to come back to people pretty regularly but now i'm doing it in sort of bursts so i'll do like last week's posts tonight for example i'll come into all three posts spend an hour and that's not the right way to do it because then people reply to me and then I'm already behind and I'm losing touch with them. <coughs> so I think like giving, going back, like pushing through, like what you said and doing it every day is what yeah. like should happen. I think yeah. it's consistency is also a key 
to anything you do on social media, whether it's B2C, B2B. I agree. Consistency is always important. Well, that brings me to, <coughs> excuse me, my next point. Yeah. Like consistency is important uh, also because of the way the algorithms work. Mm. So I got a mm-hmm. message from a, yeah. a, LinkedIn, a LinkedIn influencer who's quite big. He's a photographer. Bruno, who, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's really good on LinkedIn and he's yeah. really good in general in what he does. And so he was just saying that, oh, look, can you help me by commenting on my post? Because mm. I haven't been active for a while, over a week. Oh, uh, he yeah. He's in the dip. He's in the dip. He's and in he's the like, engagement dip. And he's like, <laughs> you know, LinkedIn will penalize him yeah. for that. Yeah. You know, so if you don't post for a long period of time, and a long period of time is like a week yeah. on LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. Um, then the next post you do is not going to get, not going to be shown as much. Mm. So that, that's interesting. Yeah. So that just means that you've got to be, the more consistent you are, the more you're going to be seen. Yeah. The more successful you are. Yeah, exactly. And again, that doesn't mean you have to post every day. You've got to just no. like sustainable. Sustainable. Whether it's twice a week, maybe three times a week, whatever you can keep. Exactly. At, yeah. yeah. You said that the other week is the same with Instagram. Like, yeah. You don't post for like two weeks. It's like boom. Yeah. Shame on you, Instagram. Like Instagram, we're going to push you down. Yeah. That's it's tough. And then once Bruno's through that, like hopefully he pays attention and he listens to the podcast and he's like, okay, cool. I've got to find, I'm going to post once a week and then I'm going oh, to he, he, he's all, two. He, he's, he's better than us. He's all over yeah. it. I mean, oh, he, he, he's one of the biggest in Perth. Yeah. I mean, he, he knew it. Yeah. So he was like, oh, just help me out. Yeah. So he's crushing it. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's just an example. Yeah. You know? And uh, what was the other thing? And don't be afraid to spend. Oh, sorry. Before that, yeah, selfies are really good. Like if you take selfies mm-hmm. with prominent people, yeah, that have a following. Like I took a selfie with someone who had like eighteen thousand followers at the time. Yeah, that, that generated a thirty grand, thirty-three or thirty-five grand sale for me mm. from that one um, selfie. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing, the other lesson is. Uh, put a call to act, put call to actions in some of your posts. Yeah. So in that Agreed. selfie, my, my friend actually put a link to our website. Yeah. And that's where the person um, found us from. Yeah. And then the last thing I think is don't be afraid to pay money nowadays to actually boost, boost your posts. Mm. Uh, and in the case of LinkedIn, paying for LinkedIn ads, Facebook, Facebook ads, Instagram, Instagram ads, boosting as well, because you know, these days it's different. It's pay to play. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be seen as much if you don't pay. No. And it's still cheap. Like you're talking a hundred, couple hundred bucks. Yeah. It's nothing like I don't do on Instagram, but that's because my objective is different. Um, but doing it for our clients here, if they're not paying to boost their content, they're just wasting their time. Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. Beautiful content that you've created. Yeah. And it's not yeah. get the reach. Yeah. It's such a shame. Yeah. All that content, all those hours, billable hours down the drain. Yeah, and a boost can be yeah. as, sim- as little as 50 bucks. Sometimes even 25, like it's nothing. It's, not, it's nothing compared nothing. to what you get from it. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, those are a few tips. Yeah, I think that's good. And then um, what about tips on growing your audience? Yeah, so I've got, so, you know, someone now who adds people for me. I used yeah. to add it myself. So, so I said, look, Perth people mainly, Yeah. Uh, people that have influence in their companies, yeah. general managers, Operations managers, CFOs, CEOs, business owners. Yeah. Um, add those people on a daily basis. Here's your target. And then I don't want to just add people, but I want to engage with them as well. Yep. I need to do a better job of this, but when I add people, I want to talk to them as well and like their posts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So two things. So one, adding people either yourself or getting someone to do that for you. Yeah. Um, and also engaging with their posts or engaging with through direct message. Yeah. Um, and also using, there's some tools where you can bulk add people. Like you can, if you've got a mailing list, you can use a tool to import that mailing list into MailChimp mm-hmm. and then it'll add those people on your behalf. Oh, okay. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and creating really awesome content. Yeah. So people start adding you. So, you know, I created some really awesome content, teamed up with some influencers in LinkedIn. Yeah. And then I had like hundreds of people trying to connect with me from that one yeah. post. Yeah. Yeah. Just all how the cogs turn. I guess it's all organic reach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People liking all your posts. Yeah. Seeing what you're doing, wanting to know more. So that's the other way. Yeah. Wow. A lot of information in there. A lot. Hope everyone had their notepads ready. Should have worn them at the yeah, start. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. And it's pretty specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, if you're still listening, which you should be, get excited for next week's podcast. Not going to let anything out, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be next week, won't it? Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. Interviewing someone pretty cool. First um, First business. As the usual. M was on Shark Tank recently. Yep. Whoops. We'll let it out. Um, okay, so have a wonderful day, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful working week. Wish you all the best. See you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.